Jana Williams was found murdered on March 4th, 2021, one day before her 29th birthday. Her body was found near the Red River in Winnipeg. Jana had been struggling and was living on the streets. No one is sure where she was or who she was with prior to her death. Jana's First Nations community, Hollow Water, has come together to honor Jana's life and mourn her loss. They held a candlelight vigil in her honor and hung red dresses to acknowledge another MMIW loss. The police and Jana's family are asking that anyone who knows about her whereabouts in late February or early March of 2021, please contact the police. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? It is going. It has cooled down here a lot. It's been wonderful, overcast and beautiful. It's smoky and the smoky stuff isn't ideal, but you know, other than that. Yeah, the weather is just gorgeous. It's just leaving me in a good mood, that's for sure. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Me too. I'm feeling it. It feels like fall, which is weird because it's August, and so it's not fall, but... I have decided I'm putting up my Halloween in fall. Are you? Um, Yes, I am. There's a thought. I'm calling for a long fall. I'm going to just create one. (laughs) I would take a long fall all day long. That sounds Mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Well, this is our Monday case. Yeah. This is our MMIW case. And I'm going to present this case as a cold read to Katie so that she can maybe give us a little bit of insight in what has happened to Jana Williams. So Jana Williams was found near the Red River. This is in Winnipeg in Canada. And her body was found on March 4th, 2021. So this was the day before her 29th birthday. Jana had not been reported missing. She was living um, on the street at the time. And no one is actually 100% clear about where she was living. Um, If she was on the street or if she'd been in a shelter. But she, nobody actually had known where she was prior to this, but she wasn't missing. You know. Yeah. So we don't know. We know when her body was found. We don't know exactly when she died. And we actually do not know her manner of death. The police have not released that. There's not been an autopsy release. Nothing. There's very little about this case. Mm -hmm. But she is another MMIW case. There's one other reason why this case is important. And that is that Jana was six months pregnant. She was due to deliver in July. And she has two daughters. And her family is heartbroken over her loss. So Jana is First Nations. Her community is called Hollow Water. And when Hollow Water got the news Mm -hmm. about her passing, her family, her mother, and her sister and other relatives, she had a sister that died before her, but she has other relatives and uh, they were absolutely heartbroken 
They immediately held a candlelight vigil for her. They hung red dresses out in their community for her, which is a, a symbol of the MMIW movement. And MMIW yeah. means missing, murdered, and indigenous women. And sometimes that sometimes there's a G added for girls. But mm-hmm. basically it's, you know, the the epidemic of missing and murdered indigenous women and girls that we've been talking about a lot. And so the red dresses are to acknowledge that yet again, uh, the uh, First Nations people in Canada have lost another mother, sister, granddaughter, mm-hmm. aunt, cousin. Yeah. You know, it, it's a really kind of an unfathomable, unfathomable situation, particularly because this area where her body was found, this is near the Red River. And she um, was not in the water. She was near the water. But I was going to find this. Hang on one second. There was a, oh yeah. So this is an area where several other First Nations women and girls have been found murdered. So Tina Fontaine, who was a 15-year-old Indigenous girl, uh, was found just a few blocks from there in 2014. Oh. It's also not far from where Felicia Solomon, a 16-year-old Indigenous girl, was found in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, big questions about what's going on with the policing in that community, in that area. Mm-hmm. And also just questions about, is this the same person acting, you know, over and over again in the same area? Is it just because... This is a place where a lot of those, uh, a lot of people who are unhoused live. Those are some questions I think, Katie, that that I would like to ask of you, not to mention just some more information on Jana. We don't even know where Jana was living. We don't know who Jana had been hanging around with. Jana did have a partner, but we don't know if she had been with him. It seems like things were there's sort of an undertone of things were not right in her life. Right. But I don't have like a huge story to tell about why or not, but I did want to tell you her partner's name. Let's see. Joshua Ross. Okay. Was her partner. And so those are all some questions that we have. And so I, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, Katie, kind of tell us what you think about what's going on in this area and what happened to Jana. Okay. Okay. And we are back. We have been talking about the murder of Jana Williams that happened in March of this year. There's little known about Jana um, prior to... Well, there's, it's not that there's not much known about her, but there's little known about what was going on with her prior to her death. Mm-hmm. And so, Katie, I've posed some questions to you about what's go, you know, what was going on with Jana, what happened yeah. with her, and then also what's happening in this area around the Red River in Winnipeg, because she is at least the third First Nations woman to be found killed there in less than 20 years. So, yeah. What do you think? Okay. So 
she had been living in a shelter and was trying to take better care of herself because she was pregnant, though I don't think she looked very pregnant. I, I feel like she wasn't really showing very much at this point, but I, she had been living in a shelter and had ended up in some kind of a skirmish with somebody else who lived there. And basically she was, she felt uncomfortable about her safety there. And so she had left. I feel like she had been out of the shelter for at least two weeks and was living on the street. And a man approached her that was like, he's like, he's a farmer. That's what I keep seeing is that he, he's a farmer. And that he approached her and told her that he and his wife were looking for help and that they mm. would hire her and give her a safe place to be. And wow. I feel like that to her felt like the very best option right now because her life was, uh, you know, all twisted up and not in a good place. I feel like she thought that would give her a chance to escape the people she was around that weren't good for her. And, you know, kind of just get a fresh start and finish out this pregnancy and maybe just get back on her feet. And so she agreed to go with him and he had, he was driving a pickup. I feel like the pickup was white and that it was an older Ford. It was dirty, beat up, you know, farm truck. Sure. And I feel like he took her in that truck. I do feel like he took her to his farm. Um, I don't feel like there was a wife there, though. I feel like as soon mm -hmm. as she got there, she knew something is way wrong here. It doesn't feel right at all. It felt mm -hmm. uh, she was scared, I think. And she did tell him that she changed her mind and she just wanted to go back. And, sure. of course, he let her know that was not going to be happening and that she was going to live here and work for him. Mm -hmm. And... I don't feel like she was there for very long, like as in maybe a few hours. I feel like she kind of, uh, you know, was trying to figure out what to do. Uh, he lives quite rural and down a very long rural road. And I feel like she didn't think she could get away from him at that point. I don't think she thought he would kill her, though. You know, I feel like she mm -hmm. just thought more that uh, he was just going to make her stay there and work. And mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, that it wasn't a this didn't feel life or death to her. She was just angry because this isn't what he told her it was. And she was feeling creeped out. So I do feel like she did eventually just uh, basically tell him where to go and start walking down the road. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, if you're not going to take me back on, I'll hitchhike. I'll do something. I'm leaving. And she headed down the road and I feel like he let her go for a while. And she thought maybe she was okay. Um, then he pulled up beside her. I feel like he hit her in the head with a shovel, the back of a shovel mm. and knocked her out. And I think that blow may have actually killed her, but then he waited until it was dark and loaded up her body and dumped it where it was. Mm -hmm. I actually feel like he dumped it there because he knew other bodies had been dumped there. Yeah. He's an older person. He's seen the news. He knows. And mm -hmm. he was figured that would be a good place to put it. Maybe that would throw people off of his trail, which it did because it did kind of make people go, oh, do we have like a serial killer? Is this the same person? This mm -hmm. is not the same person at all. No. Okay. Uh, well, and interestingly, just to validate you, um, the police felt that her body had not been there very long and that this was not where she was killed. Yeah, for sure. And not. so they felt like this was definitely where she had been, where her, where her body was dumped 
um, but not where she was killed because like this was an area where there were a lot of people mm-hmm. and like somebody would have found it sooner if it had been there much if it had been there very long. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask myself, why? Why did he do any of that? Why did he right. go grab this girl? Why did he do any of it? And I actually believe that he is widowed, that his wife's been gone a while, that he's extremely lonely and not in a good headspace himself and capable of doing something awful. But he had been seeing in the news all of these homeless women on the streets and decided, you know what, I'll just go get one of them and they can live here and take care of me. And that was his idea. So he found this very vulnerable girl who was a little older. He didn't want the teenagers. He didn't want someone younger because he Mm -hmm. wanted someone to fill in for his wife. Mm -hmm. And so in his sick head. And so, well, and also knew how to do things like kids are not going to know how to take care of him in a house and stuff. Yeah. So when he came across Jana, that seemed like a good option because she was a little bit older. She Mm -hmm. obviously wasn't a a child on the street. Um, so that's why he chose her. And then, uh, she wasn't very hard to convince because this was really an answer to her prayers. You know, this was exactly what she needed too. So it worked. I don't know that he really had intended to kill her. I feel like he'd intended to teach her a bit of a lesson and take her back, Mm -hmm. but he was still moving and he hit her with that object with a shovel. And I feel like it just, uh, it dropped her. And I don't, I think that then he was scared and didn't know what to do. Like none of this was based in any place of, uh, you know, sanity, mm-hmm. but I don't think he or intended. Plan. There was there. no plan. Yeah. No plan other than uh, I'm just going to take her back here and she's going to live and work for me. And, you know, we'll be happy and I'll be happy and I'll have company and someone to take care of me and it'll be fine. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a really weird deal. I do think it scared him enough that he's not done this again. Gosh, I, I will so. say that. Yeah. I'm still really hoping that there'll be some video evidence somewhere of her being mm-hmm. in his truck. And do you know to help bust him? I don't know that there really ever will be. But I know they're looking and I know that they were interviewing, going to like interview homeless shelters and stuff, but there's not been any update. Yeah. The latest, the most recent articles are when the when the body that was found that day was identified as her and it was only two or three days after the after her mm-hmm. um body being found that 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 the identification was made and so beyond that you know unfortunately just like we find with these MMIW cases there's very little follow up yeah there's very little information being shared um oh yeah there's which makes it feel like there's not anything being done and that could be wrong we could be wrong about that i hope it does so. feel that way i yeah. hope we're wrong yeah this one's a pretty shocking one considering you know well they're all shocking and horrible but when you murder a woman who is six months pregnant yeah. do you think he knew that she was pregnant yeah she told him she had told him in the course of their conversation, she had said, just so you know, I'm pregnant. Is that going to be a problem? And he had said, no, of course not. That's, that, that makes this even better for you. You know, I feel like it was a selling point. Now he knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, did, I have felt like this was so very random. Mm-hmm. Like she was. Well, in essence, up. it was an attempt at trafficking that ended in her murder. Yeah. 
which is unfortunately, and I think it's an, an important point to make that this is one way that trafficking does occur mm-hmm. that you might not think of as trafficking, you yeah. know? It's not always, you know, forcing women to, uh, you know, be prostitutes on the street and work in sex work. It's not always that. It's other stuff, yeah. too. And this other stuff is much more sinister because it's not as obvious. Yeah. So that's a really good point. And I appreciate you, um, you know, putting it that way because it's very true. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, Super sad case. Really very sorry. sad. And yeah. so, uh, so much love to her family mm-hmm. who are just heartbroken and to lose her and a grandchild is just, yeah. And her, and her own children. And her daughters. Just, yeah. 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 Horrifying. Most definitely. Well, you know, if we um, see any updates on Jenna, we'll definitely share those with you in our update show. This is our Monday show, which means we have two more new cases coming out this week. Yeah. And then we do have the update show, which is a live stream on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. And I have a special guest for both this week. Oh, you do? You have a special guest Mm -hmm. for the update show as well. Mm -hmm. So Wednesday night, my daughter Mars is going to join me for the update show. And yeah, she's excited. And then on Thursday night, I have Nurse Hadley from TikTok that she does. Yep. If you guys haven't found her on TikTok, go find her, Nurse Hadley, and watch some of her TikToks. She has the most beautiful stories. She's a hospice nurse. And she shares the most beautiful stories about death and dying. I thought it would be a great topic for the psychic hour. So she'll be with me on Thursday evening for the psychic hour. I'm so excited for that. I'm sad I'm going to miss it. I know. I will be on vacation. I'm actually going on vacation for a few days. Yeah. It does not happen very often. So I'm excited about that. Um, And then we'll be back this weekend with some pop-ups. If you didn't watch my pop-up from this past weekend about... The Stargate and Stargate Project and Hemisync and Binaural Beats, you really should. It's some pretty mind-boggling stuff. So check that out. Very cool. Keep an eye out for all of our new shows coming up this week. Of course, if you want to send us a case that you would like us to cover, we really appreciate um, unsolved, so cold cases are what we really like. So you can go to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. Fill, excuse me, fill out our form and we will get to your case. Give us some time. We have a lot of suggested cases. And Mm -hmm. so we're getting through as many of them as we can because we also have cases that we want to do. (laughs) So we have to balance that. Um, But definitely, uh, you know, let us know if you know of a case that you would like us to cover. And especially if you know of an MMIW case that you would like us to cover, please send that our way. We struggle with these cases because there's so little information to present, Mm -hmm. as you can see from today's case with John Williams. So if you know of an MMIW case and you maybe it happened in your community and you know a little bit about it, send us that information because that helps us so much. We want to keep covering these cases. Yep. Well, and if you're a family member that has an inside look, yeah, we want to hear from you. We really yep, do. We do. That, Message us on our website, and we will get together with you because we. Well, yeah, we want to put spotlights. Spotlights. Wow, I don't even know who I've been hanging out with to be talking like that. We no. want to put spotlights on little known cases, especially in yeah. MIW cases that aren't being investigated. 
you know, we made a commitment this year to do it and to do it every week. And we have, mm-hmm. and we are going to keep that up. So yes, yeah. definitely help us out there. And thank you for joining us today. You know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank you.